Way podcast. I am your host, Brian Kochi, Director of Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group, and I am joined by our COO, our integrator in the company, Chris Vandervolk. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Chris, you haven't been on the podcast yet. Go ahead and give uh, our listeners a little bit about who you are and, and what you do here at Whistle. Well, for that reason, I'm the guy behind the scenes at Whistle. Mm-hmm. Uh, my job is basically orchestrate the leadership team. Uh, so that way, the visionary, which is Kyle here, uh, all the ideas in his head get put into the company, but not all the all of them, all the good ones and the ones that are actually deployable, uh, that work with everything that we're working on in the business. You're the filter. Yeah, I would say that. Filter up and down, you know, making sure the right issues get to the top and that the, the right feedback loops get to the, the rest of the team that's actually doing the day-to-day. And what's really cool about your position and you is, is it's something we've been lacking for a long, long time, um, is having someone to tell Kyle, yeah, yeah, that's fun, but we're not doing that. Mm. Um, that doesn't align with our goals. That doesn't align with our vision. So for a long time, we were kind of bouncing, uh, penduluming. Even still, we we have that with him because he thinks so fast and, and things change so quickly. Um, but Chris's job is to help kind of right the ship and, and, and get a smooth sailing. Because a lot of the ideas are really good. Actually, I would say probably as a use this quarter as an example, we're rolling out one or two things right now that were probably Kyle ideas a year and a half ago even, as extreme as that sounds. But the reality is no matter how good the idea is or how bad it is, if everyone that you have in your organization can't rally around it and get it done because other limitations that are really real and they either over capacity or just the right not amount of resources, whatever it is, the idea can still be really good and not be deployed yet. And that's kind of an ongoing nuance. So it's really hitting the pause button on some things that are good and prioritizing them so that they actually get done at a high level versus just get done. Which I think historically we I mean we both know that it's a lot of things just get done to be done and then it's we're all like, oh that could have been a lot better. Yep. So I don't want to talk about this whole episode on that. Today I want to talk about getting better at sales mm-hmm. and and relating that to something that we are all in somewhat way some way familiar with, which yes. is dating. Yep. And so if you want to become a better salesperson, uh, this episode is going to be great for you. If you want to be better at dating, I don't know if you should take this exact advice, but I think you'll see the parallels. Maybe you're a great salesperson but a great date or a horrible dater. You'll find some parallels that hopefully you can switch the other way. So before we get into that, um, if you guys like this content, if you guys want more of this content, go to thewhistleway.com. This is where our website that has all of our information about our Facebook group, our YouTube channel, our podcast. Um, it's where you can ask a question that we'll answer here on the show. Um, you can join our referral uh, network to where as people leave out of San Diego, we need, they need a place to go. We need a trusted resource. You can join that there. You can also learn more about our Media Mayor Mastermind. This is our video course that Kyle and I have spent hours and hours and hours on talking about the years and years and years that we've been working together, things that we're working on um, in our business now, things that we've done in the past, and a step-by-step process on exactly how to do that. Uh, So for more information about that, go to thewhistleway.com. And as always, if you like it, share this information, uh, subscribe, give us a comment, let us know what you're thinking. And finally, please, if you could, uh, just like you ask, hopefully more and more and more, for your clients to review you on your favorite websites, if you can review us get some good karma in the world. Hopefully your clients will give you reviews as well um, about what you thought about this episode or about the podcast so we can continue to make it and more people can hear about it. Love it. 
That was a lot. Kyle that's usually a, does that. Yeah, that's a, that's a, you didn't even follow a script there. I would need uh, some bullet points. We've somewhere. had a few of these episodes, yeah. so we're, we're getting there. So, Chris, I want you to kind of, let's start from the beginning. Um, how is sales and dating the exact same thing? Yeah, I like to use it, and it's funny. I didn't realize how much I used it until I was coaching ISAs, uh, Rachel and Nick, uh, here at the office. It used to be just the three of us, and I, uh, I found myself gravitating towards, I mean, we're all at that time, you know, 24, 25-year-olds, like Nick a little bit older, but it's like, what do we all understand? What's the common denominator? Everyone pretty much has gone through dating in their life. It just is. Uh, so I, I mean, think and even if you, right, there's a lot of people that have been together. For, like, I've been with my wife for a long, long time. But you dated her. Uh, yeah, um, but, but still. You've and you went on TV bad shows. dates, you went on good dates. Yeah. Everyone can relate to it. It's a human uh, experience that we all have. So I try to come to a common denominator when explaining something. I'm an analogy-based person. So I found myself always using that example to drive home points that I was trying to make. Um, and so I really started to think about it. I was like, okay, we could do the same thing to help our agents better explain. And I think that we've done a lot of bit more about that. Just starting with you're really the beginning. Like, how does it relate? I mean, let's use internet dating in the modern world as a, as a comparable example. I actually uh, want to go back to like prehistoric dating from a caveman. You age. might have to call Kyle in for that one. He's got a little age on me. Jason Hall, maybe? <laughs> uh, but from, you know, anyone that's done internet dating and, and done that, the first thing you do is you set up your profile. You, you What am I going to say about myself? What's my bio? What pictures do I want them to see? Really, you're selling whoever sees to swipe who you are. And you could make that a catfish profile that's not you. Or you could make it the best version of what you want people to reflect you as. And I think most people do that, obviously. And and so that's no different than real estate. Whether you're buying internet leads, you have Sphere, it's your grandma's friend that's going to look you up. They're all going to do their research before talking to you or at some point around talking to you. See, who are you? Who's Brian, the agent? Okay, so let's get specific here. Yeah. So dating, cool. Tinder or Bumble or WhatsApp. Oh, that's not true. Right. We, that's very clear where you put your profile photo yep. and your about you. How do you do it for an agent? Yeah, it's the same thing. So like go through Zillow.com, Realtor.com, Homes.com. Just go to any, you don't have to pay for them, but they all expect you to have a profile. So if you're not on a team, if you're on a team, most teams will do that. I know you handle that and the media team handles that for us. Um, but if you don't have a team and you're just a solo agent out there, they're going to look you up. And they're probably not going to look you up on Facebook. They're probably not. I mean, that's probably one of the last places. Truly, they're going to look up. They're thinking of you as a business professional. Where do I go to look for business professionals? I go to Google. And then once you go to start there, well, Realtor.com, Zillow.com, all those websites index with SEO naturally with real estate. So if you had to, if I had to choose one yep. based on my experience, um, I think Zillow's fantastic. But if I had to choose only one that I would set up a profile on, I would choose Realtor.com because. When I'm looking for someone, and I do this, if you guys sign up for something and you don't give me your phone number, I'm gonna look you up and I'm gonna look John Smith Realtor. The first link, 100% of the time, Will is realtor.com. So it's total tangent. Uh, I don't even wanna get into it, but for a long time I've always, uh, when I had an ISA team, I always loved realtor.com leads more than zillow.com leads because the people that were searching on realtor.com the way they aggregated was for the exact same reason, reverse engineered, they were looking for a person, not a house. So when we were speed to lead on those leads, the conversion rate was actually a lot better than Zillow.com for that reason, is the intent of how they got to Realtor.com was for the same reason you just said. Makes sense. Um, but okay, so Realtors, uh, Trilla, Trulia, Trulia, which is Zillow. I think those yeah. two will syndicate, but I would not just do one, me personally, I would Correct. do. Correct, of course. Because 
it's all presence, right? If you have one picture where you're with friends and every other picture on dating, you're alone. And you know, the person's probably gonna say, oh, this person probably doesn't have a lot of group activities. They're probably not super social. In the same way, if you have one profile and and that's the limited day they see, and you know, oh, maybe he's a smaller time agent or she's a small time agent. So you're really creating the persona that is you and you control that. That's what's so cool about the internet is you control that outcome. And sure, does it have 50 closings? Like maybe one of your, you know, other people in your market center team might have, maybe not. But if you start to build those profiles out and you start to ask for the reviews and all the things I know our media team does, well, now you've just painted that image. So as you start to put your lines in the water and start to date or prospect, people have an idea of who you are. I would add three more to that before we move on to that. Um, one, I know you said I, I wouldn't worry about it, but I would. Facebook is... I agree. It I, would, I would just do it later to the... Correct. I think the, the main sites would be my first priority. Depending on your, your demographic or where you're getting leads, I would definitely hit Instagram heavy. Yep. Um, because that... And then make it to where you're, it's easy to search you. You don't make yourself like, Mr. San Diego, 4233. Like, put your name there. Like, And use the same name across all yep. platforms. Your LinkedIn. You know, for me, like my last name's really long and so for a long time i just did chris richard and it was just something easier to like vandervox very unique so i was like i did that for all my real estate stuff for a long time i just used a quick little thing and then but that was taken so i did like underscore but instagram facebook all socials were exactly the yep. same don't make it hard for people the last thing i would say which i think is actually really important but probably the hardest is youtube um because like you said people are going to google you Google owns YouTube. Yep. When you search someone's, like I did this the other day, I did a test for someone. I, I searched up one of our agents' name. It, it showed realtor.com and then four YouTube videos that we did for him. Yep. And I was like, if you that's want. That's the masterclass version. It's, that's beautiful. But anyways, okay. So set up your profile. Yep. Make sure, we talked about this a little bit off camera, but make sure that your message is consistent with the audience that you want. So if you want. I don't, I, and with yourself. Correct, true, because right? Because you're going to talk to them later, and if you juxtapose or, yep. or contradict what they expected you to be and what you are when you actually communicate, you're going to break rapport. So I personally don't talk politics at all. Yep. I, I think that's not a smart move for me. Some people want to, and as long as you know, hey, if I go all the way right, I'm gonna people on the left are going to hate me, and I'm fine with that. Cool, let's go. Um, but make sure that you know everything you post publicly people are going to judge you on. So yep. be aware of that. Okay, so sales is dating. Set up your profile. We got that covered. They know what to do. Literally just type in realtors and then find all the websites that come up on Google. Make a, a thing on each one. Good to go. And you'll start getting organic leads from some of these. It's what's funny. And we do here, I mean, not a... I mean, we're not running our business off of these, but you know, all these little random sites that we've set up profiles and we play to their game, a lot of them are referral sites as well that'll just start sending you referrals. So it's a win-win there. But after you get the profile, keep it on the dating theme, well now you're, 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 it's time to start looking for matches, right? It's, yep. In real estate, we call it prospecting. And I think the, the, the last dating, part is just swiping. one. Yep, swi swiping. But I think this is the, the biggest takeaway from this episode that I really want everyone to have is that our strategy for dating, if we did it, I'm sorry, if we did the same for dating as we do for prospecting at most people, we would have very little success dating. Very, very little. Maybe that's of our, why some, some, so many people have very little success prospecting. Yeah, and, and it maybe it's happening in both elements, but I, I like to, I think, if you can create laughs with people and, and people can see the mirror of what they're doing, I think it's really easy to say, maybe this isn't the best behavior. And that's really what I want the takeaway of this to be. And, and I'm, I'm going to infer what you're talking about based on, but the big thing is going for the close too early. 
right? Absolutely. So, or showing that all I'm here for is the clothes. So if you go to dating and you go to the bar and you say, hi, want to have sex? No. Hi, want to have sex? No, like, you're not walking out with, uh, <laughs> and if you are, maybe you don't want the result you're going to get. Uh, You'll get something in the <laughs> Might get a bill in the mail. Uh, you know, it's not going to go the way you think it is. And so in the same way, or, or even in the thing, if you're in a Tinder profile or whatever, if you said, hey, hi, hey, how are you? Hey, with no responses, continuously, with no value, no interesting thing about you, zero substance, I can guarantee you, I, you know, you're probably not getting a lot of responses. Um, and I think people prospect a lot of the same way. We call, call, call. Hey, I'm calling just to check in. You made a registry. Hey, I'm checking in on you. Hey, I'm checking in. And it's like, I don't know you. I'm, a, I'm grown. Yeah. Like, why are you checking on me? Like, I, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm Do grown. <laughs> uh, and so I think people don't ever look at that in that way. It's like, oh, I bought this lead, so I have a right to do all this to them to try to help them. And I don't know that we always are really thinking of it to ourselves, man, I'm really calling them to help them today. Yeah. Or I'm really calling them to make sure that they see that I'm the solution. When I prospected all the time, I had a mantra every day. And I had to convince myself every day. And I remember that if they don't work with me, and I was working expired, canceled FISBOs, but if they don't work with myself and our team, they're going to fail. Like, we, I knew that we were their best solution. I, I just believed that. And so when I called, my job was to convince them of my belief system. And, and I had to do that tactfully. If I came on too strong, I'm scared, like, why are you so confident about that? You just want me to do what you want to do. So there's an art to that. And in the same way, if you're dating, you're not asking for the clothes, you're saying, hey, let me get to know you a little bit. Let me compliment what I know about you with stuff about me. And, and it's an exchange, it's a symphony. Same way as prospecting, if you do it right. And so we've, we've talked about, Kyle's notorious for, not, notorious is a bad word, but we've, he's talked about his buy or die plan. We've talked about war dialing. Um, Big shout out for Lisa Chinati. Someone also, by the way, called me and they were a real estate agent. And I'm like, hello? And I'm like, this motherfucker war dialed me. So um, how do we do some of these things? And yep. some of them are outdated, right? Our buy or die plan is outdated. Um, so if you watch that from seven years ago, may not be the most accurate information for today's market. I would say also self-awareness, I think, is... Uh... I, I just think self-awareness and being more tact, I think all that stuff is on the rise in, in culture. I think it's more, uh, people are hold to a higher standard of, of tactics, I think, as, as, as time has gone on. So seven years ago, I think a lot of that was the way to do it. And at the end of the day, people are like, oh, I respect that. But I think people are a lot more conscious or, or, or want to be considered you know, when, when you're doing these efforts. So I think it's both. I think yeah. you can still do the same frequency. Just make sure when they do answer, uh, yeah, I'm just calling to check in because you made a registry and you really offered nothing. It's just, I'm calling because I want your business. So so we know don't go in for the close too early, right? Provide value, build rapport are things that I'm hearing you say. Um, right? Because when you're dating on the app, swipe, swipe. I mean, the only way you're going to yield is if you swipe. So throwing and if you you know if you're uh you know you're trying to get matches and trying to spark up conversations naturally everyone on there also has 200 other people 300 other people whatever in the month that they've swiped so keep in mind i think it's so important for the person prospecting is you're not the only one same in the dating world everyone has a right to figure out who they want to date and who they want to be with and they're probably doing the same thing you are so in the same way in real estate if you just come in so dry just i'm following up to get your business like they register on zillow.com realtor.com HomeSnap, uh, HomeLight, et cetera, et cetera, and then they sold it to multiple agents. We're all calling for the same thing. 
acknowledge that they have a right to choose and you offer no value by just doing the call because you bought the data. So how do you get them to choose? I'm, I wrote a word that it's funny because my, my mom used to say, you know, how do you get from going from, hey, I'm one of the agents that, that has your data to, hey, we're going steady, yeah. right? We're, we're exclusive. You're my boyfriend, I'm your girlfriend, that, that type of thing. How do we go from, from we're dating around to we're exclusive and, and how is that? They choose. I think that's the, 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 the thing that I think we forget when we're doing it is you can't will it to happening. And if you try too hard to will something into happening in this world, it typically scares people off. In and, dating world, yeah. Uh-huh. And people are people. There's no difference. If you come too heavy with no, and it's not their decision along that journey, they're going to start not answering your phone calls. And I think everyone that listens to this can relate. And they've had a great proportion of their leads stop answering the phone after they've initially connected. It happens. It's just real. And I think it's funny when we talk about self-awareness because I think a good number of people, the, the term is getting ghosted, right? Yeah. You, you've been talking We've to ghosted a, campaigns. You, you've been talking and then they don't talk to you anymore. Yep. I think a lot of times uh, th- th- there's we, we give in the dating world, we can say, okay, I might have done something here. Mm-hmm. But in, in the real estate world, we usually say things like... That's a shitty lead. That's a shit. These leads suck. Yep. Or uh, uh, what's the phrase? Buyers are liars. Yep. And like, it's funny that... It gives take, you the out, though. We it's take a, it's no easy win. You, you get the win. Yes. Except it's you not get, my fault. Except you get the loss because you don't you work don't with money. them. So it's, it's funny how I think, and, and Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, if, if someone ghosts you, let's use you as, as our test subject, do you feel... Any times you're like, oh, yeah, I probably could have done something better. Okay. Well, Tom's like, I've always done something perfect. <laughs> so, okay. That's fair. I think uh, Tom's self-aware on, or, or not, I don't know where, where that is. Um, but I think for having some self-awareness and, and instead of saying these leads suck, Facebook leads suck, they sold this lead to too many people, whatever the excuse is, is how can I be better will enable you to date or or work with people more effectively. Yeah, I mean, think it, it, I mean, think it's the difference to me. I, I laugh. Uh, my fiance, uh, you know, is five years younger than me, and so her friends are at a different point in life than I am right now. So it's fun when they're over and they'll be talking about this stuff. I'm like, oh wow, I remember this. And then they'll show their inbox on like Instagram, and it's like, hey, hi, hello, how are you? Hey. You got them. And it's like just this perpetual. And it's like, clearly it's not working. <laughs> but they're just keep on. And it'll be like 10, 15, 20 long. And then I, I sit there and that's the way my brain works. And I'm like, we do this. We don't change our medium. We keep texting or we keep calling or it, we don't offer any quality difference in what we're saying. It's it's literally as simple as a hey. And it's if you thought about it and if and I've talked to them about it, it's like, what if they, and you'll see people, they respond to it. It's like, it's something witty. It's something that shows, hey, I have personality. This is who I am. Imagine if we do the same thing. And when we do, typically it's over the phone. Once we connect and they make us feel comfortable, but I think we don't do enough to make sure that the other person feels comfortable with us. And I think when you do that and that's your focus versus what do I need? I need another appointment. I need another sale. And you, you really focus on, I just want them to like me. I used to tell the ISAs all the time, this is where I would do the data. And they was like, my only goal when I'm prospecting is that they'll answer the phone again. That's it. Like, Quite literally it, because I know that the first call, second call, third call, fourth call, fifth call are not transacting. I just believe that. I know that the data says, I mean, you can go back as far as you want, any Harvard Business Review, any of those statistics about how much follow-up you have to do, they all say it's 8 to 15. I, I'm not smart enough to have to reinvent the wheel. 
and I don't think I could do it better. So for that reason, I'm like, okay, my first eight calls are just, I hope you answer my phone again. And then that reframes my mind to go, that's my only goal here. I don't have to close, I don't have to come too hard. All I have to do is make sure that we go, in this world, on another date. Because if we go on enough dates, you're gonna, we're gonna have this thing and it's gonna, to answer your other question, it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'm glad you, I was gonna bring it back there, but exactly, right? When you're dating, this could be whatever, but- It all depends on what the intended outcome is. Yeah. For both parties. Let, let's talk about, if, if the intended outcome is marriage, the yeah. goal is to get another date. The goal is to spend more time. The goal is to build a deeper relationship. Which, let's be real. Everyone, at some part of their being wants that. We all want. So that's the example I'm using. Yes. This isn't a course on how to get laid. Sorry. It's not the course. <laughs> um, for that website, you can go to, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't have a course for that. Um, and so same thing is, is the goal is, and we could even say the goal in real estate wouldn't even be to buy or sell with you. The goal, the long-term goal, is to build a client, a Short friend. Short and long-term. Uh, for life. Hey, when they need help because they, they need a new gardener, hit me up. When they need, when they need information about uh, electrical, hit me up. When they're ready to buy or sell, they're going to do it again and, and again and again. people destroy their databases. Yep. Trying to get transactions. And I used to always say, is, again, I, I don't really coach agents or ISAs anymore. It's not really my role, but when I did... And I was just saying, people do, and they try to convince me the tactic of willing it into existence. And this is someone from the called expired canceled FISBOs as my, that's what I did. And they would try to convince me that. And my only thing I said, unless you plan on, I don't know who I stole this. Someone told me this at one point, And I was like, I like that. I'm going to just believe that for the rest of my days in sales. But unless you plan on not being in real estate in a year or two, then do it your way. That's great. But if you plan to not jump ship and be in a different industry, stop playing the short game. It doesn't make any sense. It's funny. I've, I've told Kyle, agents that we've had in our office, and I said, they're not going to be here. And he goes, how do you know? Because they're a great agent. And I said, because it's short term. They want to close deals. They want to make some money. And I think every agent I've said that on has, has left our team. And I would say a majority of them have left the the left real estate as a whole. Which the statistics in that are, I mean, again, not to try to go super data crazy, but I mean, I don't even know the number. It's an insane amount of people wash out in their first year or two. But yeah, it's, yeah it's, I think it's 87% playing. within the first five years. It's crazy. So, okay. I think we got a lot there. Before we go into our whistle widget of the week, um, I want to ask you one more time, if you got information, got value from here, if you know an agent, maybe that's super... Uh, salesy uh, and needs to kind of pump their brakes if, if they're on your team, if they're your team leader, if, if they're the agent on the other side of a transaction, or maybe they're the ones that, uh, maybe it's the agent that represented your sister when she moved to Nebraska, I don't know. Maybe send them this video as, maybe not like with a wink face, like this is you, but like, hey, this is super cool, this is maybe, right? Um, or if you got, maybe share this with your team of like, Hey, this is the way to go about it. If you believe it, if you don't, then then don't share it. That's cool. Um, but also, if you could leave us a review, we would love that. Just like the high that you get off of getting a review when your client says, "I worked with them; they're fantastic." I would definitely recommend them again. We love that high as well. Um, com is where you can get all this cool information. Like I said, Facebook group, YouTube channel, which we're putting a ton more on. Um, all of that is on thewhistleway.com. And let's get into our Whistle Widget of the Week. This is something that we use 
in our lives that saves us time, makes us money, or just helps us have some more fun. Chris, what is your whistle widget of the week? Uh, I'm going to go with Motion app. Uh, I just started using it. I'm, I'm very techy, so I, I, uh, I test drive a lot of different stuff just for, uh, it's probably, I would consider it a hobby at this point. By the time this airs, you seem like, I hate that app. It's yeah, Chinese it could, and, and I, I'm, I'm really, uh, I, I'm that flexible. But I've used it for uh, about a month and a half now after I lost my assistant um, to, he's working on other things in the company now. And so uh, I, task prioritization, I've gotten pretty good at working with assistant on. And I was like, oh my gosh, now I have to build my calendar. I have to do all this. And so I started using Motion app. I think it's motion.ap or something like that. Um, but it uses AI based on my input, and I can basically prioritize and say, here's the fixed due date, or it doesn't have one. And then I measure is it low priority, high priority, mid priority, and I basically tell a set of rules. And then as I have one-on-one -on -one meetings or whatever, it prioritizes, obviously those are fixed time meetings, and then it builds in all my tasks and projects in for me into my calendar, breaking them into sub-projects, all of that with the AI, so that way I just plug in I, I always joke I'm kind of dumb. I, I try to create as much structure as I can. And it makes me a lot smarter than I really am. So I like to plug in and just be disciplined. And otherwise, I'm, I'm kind of all over. So for me, it allows me to look at my calendar every day, and it tells me I'm going to build my rocks today. I'm going to fill out my VTO. I'm going to do a podcast because that's a fixed meeting. And then if something happens, like Brian's like, oh, I have to cancel this podcast today. I would have hit delete on my calendar. You would have canceled the event. And Motion app would have automatically readjusted my schedule, put another project in that time slot that is flexible in that time based on the priority done I don't have to think about anything I like that is it free does it cost money no it's probably overpriced to be honest but um, I didn't want to train a new assistant yet and I was trying to use a VA for my assistant and I was like I have to train them how to use something that's not their own they don't, I don't want them to build a process it's hard to integrate a, a assistant if you don't have the playbook written for them yep. whether they're in the Philippines or they're US based doesn't matter so I think it's it's on the higher side. It's probably like seventeen dollars a month or something like that, which I think for a additional app like that does something that something already else does, like a Google Calendar, it's kind of expensive in my head. But uh, to me, it's worth it so far. I like it. I mean, seventeen bucks a month for even if you have someone in the Philippines, you're not getting someone for seventeen bucks a month. So Correct. cool. Um, the uh, the what I'm going to talk about is something we're going to be integrating into our company. Um, it seems like a lot of my widgets now are things that we're going to be using because I've already used all the stuff that I do use. Um, we're, I think in the last two years, we've really, really, really focused on culture, um, making this a fun place to be, something that people want to be at, especially with COVID. How do we get that camaraderie? How do we get that feeling? How do we, get, and, and how good we're getting with technology, how do we get people to want to come into the office? How do we want people to say, this is my spot and I need to come here versus I'll just watch it on Zoom, I'll get the replay, whatever. Um, and this is something, it's called different things in our leadership team. Uh, Rachel Chu, our director of inside sales, calls this a cash centrifuge. Uh, Kyle Whistle calls this the cash cube. But this is the thing. How I was first, how I first experienced it, you would have um, in in elementary school, you'd have to sell yeah, things. It was right? everyone in junior high's prom had this. So, yeah, I, I was wondering. It wasn't was in prom, prom but, but junior high dance. We had to like sell things from a magazine, and if you sold, whoever sold the most got to go in this cash cube. And you stood it, and it's kind of like a, a, a decently large phone booth yeah. that had a fan that spun money around. Yep. And the, as much money as you grabbed and however much time, you got to keep that money. And every, I don't know a single person that's ever done it, but I've always, that was always like, 
That's the thing. Yeah, I don't think I ever got in, but I always looked at it, it was like they don't look like they're having a lot of success. So I'm gonna, no. uh, you know, the kids weren't doing well. So I was no, like, I but sit man, I, I so want to do that. So we bought one on Amazon. They're like 350 bucks or something like that. We bought one. Uh, we do team contests every month, and so uh, stay tuned on our. We'll probably put it on our Facebook and our Instagram page, whatever. Um, in our group, probably you all our stuff. Thewhistleway.com. You'll see it somewhere. Um, but yeah, that's that's mine. It's the our, cash centerfuge. Yeah. It's, so if you go to Amazon, uh, go to Cash Cube or something like that, and you'll find one. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. My name is Brian Kochi. Thanks for having me. All right. See you guys.